Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Robbie Venter, sharing a thought of the day. Today I want to share with you an experience I had quite some time ago that was really life-changing for me. And, you know, sometimes people talk about that it takes years to change and it takes years to grow and it takes years to come into your destiny and to come into the fullness of who we are as sons. But I find that oftentimes it can take years for us to get ready for a a change that can happen in a split second, that can happen in a moment. It takes years for us at times to develop the humility to be willing to see something from a perspective that we were previously unable or unwilling to see it from. And so so change and transformation can take place suddenly, can take, can take place in a moment, and uh, it doesn't have to take a very long time. So the experience that I want to share with you is, is deeply personal to me and was really a pivotal point in my journey as a man, as a son, um, as, as a father, as a husband, as someone who's really committed to pursuing the fullness of what's available to me in the kingdom. This is a critical moment of, of a sudden shift that took place for me that really changed everything. And what happened was one night I had a dream, and in this dream I was being pursued by this wild beast, this really aggressive, ugly tiger looking thing and this thing was chasing me down it was hunting me down it it has just one single purpose and that was to try and kill me to try and destroy my life its eyes were filled with such intense hatred and i could see from its mouth like just dripping saliva like this thing this thing wanted to kill me and it absolutely hated me and in this dream i was running away for with all the strength that I had within me and my heart was beating and I was filled with such a sense of fear and yes yeah, scared for my life and so I came to this point where there was a river and I managed to somehow cross this river and on the other side of the river I stood there looking at this beast and while I was standing there, I realized that it couldn't cross over into the place that I had crossed over to. I had been able to cross over into a place that it had no access to. And so it was standing there on the other side of the river, still looking at me with such intense hatred, growling, you know, and, and still with this intimidating rage that it couldn't get to me. and. While I was standing there, I remember looking at it and my heart was still beating with such fear. And one of, one of the things that I realized then and I realize now is that what we look at has power over us. And so while the reality was that the dimension I'd crossed over into, it had no access to. However, it still continued to have access to my heart, to my mind, to my state of being, to my emotions. And the reason why that was is because my eyes were still fixed on it. So what we look at governs our internal reality.
right? And that's a principle that's been taught by um, a lot of the people that we walk with, and it's it's not a new principle, but the fact is that that this intimidating beast, although it couldn't get to me, continued to influence my state of being. And then as I was standing there, this very gentle and humble and beautiful man, older gentleman, came and wrapped his arm over my shoulder like this and said, come with me, turn around. And at that point, I remember that this beast, there was a magnetic force trying to pull at my heart, trying to pull at my eyes to continue focusing on it. And it was like, as I was turning, it was one of the hardest things to take my eyes off of it and turn towards the light where we were going. And in the stream, as as I made the decision to trust this this man and turn my attention, turn my sight, turn what I was focusing on away from something destructive, away from the forces that would seek my harm, it was it was a very difficult choice. It required trust. And as I did this, it felt completely foreign. It's like all of a sudden there was this silence and this peace. And, and we started walking into this forest that was filled with light and the more i moved towards the light the more distant the sound of this animal became and the more irrelevant it became and the more um i walked away from it the less power it had over what was going on inside of me and so where there was previously fear where there was lack um yeah a sense of uh, yes, a deep sense of fear where my internal reality was really um, influenced by the, by this beast. It was now influenced by something else. But what it took was a turn, a change, a move away from something that sought my harm. And so how is this relevant to us? How is this relevant to you listening? I, You know, I've really been quite moved to hear the stories of many people in our tribe i you know i heard of someone recently who was a teacher at a school and because of her association with everything that's been taught in the nest and other places she was asked to leave that school i know someone else um who was in a similar position in terms of had been going to a church for a long time or all her friends were there all, all of her social connections are there. But because of her association with what we're all engaging with in terms of the realms of heaven, she was asked to leave her church. I know someone else whose wife said to him, if you don't let go of all this mystic stuff, I'm going to divorce you. Right? So this this evil beast could symbolize different things for for different people i know in my own life it it really symbolized for me situations of injustice where where uh, a religious or a demonic spirit entity that hated what it saw in me try to try to pursue my life try to take my life and it happens through the people around us 
right? And so oftentimes we will encounter situations of injustice or we'll encounter situations where people treat us um, in a way that's not fair. We'll encounter situations where someone's actions are inspired by a spirit entity that is pursuing our life. We go through these situations. We go through these circumstances in the same way that when Christ was getting crucified, you know, the the whole crowd, you know, was yelling, crucify him. And that that is what I'm talking about. This pursuit of, of an evil entity for our lives that happens through people and um, really getting to the point where, where we realize that has no power over us. And so for years after I had experienced certain circumstances of injustice, I continued to allow those events to influence my internal state. How? Through my focus on it, through allowing it um, a space in my heart, by nurturing it, by giving it attention. And so for some of you, somebody's betrayed you or someone's hurt you or you've encountered a situation where it wasn't fair or where the odds were turned against you and a lot of time has passed, yet you've continued to allow that event, you've continued to allow that circumstance or you've continued to allow that, that betrayal to influence your internal state. You know, you've been, you've encountered some situation where you experience deep pain through people, yet even though that situation took place a long time ago, it continues to influence your life today. Perhaps you went through some sort of a traumatic event, right? And you continue to allow that thing to, to influence you today. So one of the examples in scripture of how what we look at influences us is with Lot's wife. When they left Sodom and Yahweh said that he was going to destroy it and not to look at it, she disobeyed. And because she looked into destruction, destruction gained access to her and she was ultimately destroyed. She became what she looked at. Right. And, and, and we've talked about that, I guess, in previous podcasts too. But in, in the situation of my dream, my internal state mirrored, became a mirror for the thing that I looked at. And what I'm saying to you is that for many years, I continued to look at situations of injustice, situations of pain, situations of destruction, things that weren't fair, things that weren't right, things that didn't go my way, you know, where, where I was either hurt or misunderstood or betrayed or, you know, and, and as we pursue this journey in the kingdom, we're going to encounter those things. Look at the life of Joseph. His brothers betrayed him. You know, he was falsely accused. He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was forgotten about. There's all these testings he had to go through. But at the end of the day, he didn't have a victim mentality where he said, oh, poor me. He focused on the future and he focused on adding value and he focused on contribution and he focused on strategy and he focused on serving. Same with, with David. He encountered so many situations of injustice. He could have said, oh, you know, poor me, my father forgot about me and, um, you know, my brothers didn't really like me and my boss tried to kill me, but he didn't. 
he he strengthened himself in the Lord, right? And 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 that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. That as overcomers, we don't just overcome the exact situation or something that we go through. We've got to overcome internally, and part of overcoming internally is to turn our eyes away from destruction, to turn our eyes away from the pain. I'm not saying that we deny something that happened to us. We've got to process it, right? We don't live in in denial. But part of processing whatever situation we've faced is by turning our attention, turning our heart away from it, right? And turning our heart towards our Father. And so one of the things that the Lord said to me in this time is that Man had to fail you for you to turn to me. And I'd I'd often meditate on all the different ways that I had been failed by people, right? And it's a reality of life. It's, it's, you know, like we're going to encounter persecution. We're going to encounter injustice. We're going to be misunderstood that sometimes the people closest to us are not going to understand our journey. They're not going to agree with us. They're not always going to treat us well. They're not always going to treat us right. And sometimes that that thing that wants to kill, steal, and destroy works through people. You know, how's the Father going to show up? Through people, through the body of Christ. How's, how's you know, um, the entities that seek our life, that oftentimes going to show up through people. So the thing is, they lose their power as soon as we stop giving them our attention. And the hardest thing for me to have done in this dream was to turn away and turn my back on that thing and to walk away from it. And like I said, there was a magnetic pull where it tried to, it knew it couldn't access me, but it tried to maintain my attention. Attention is power, right? What we give our attention to, we give power to. And um, in, in this case, I'm saying to you, do not give it your attention. It does not have a right over your destiny unless you give it permission. Um, so, the, yeah, in, in this dream, what I realized is that this man who put his arm around me and said, come with me, that was actually Job. And later on in the scriptures, and I, when I read the scriptures, I read that Job was a man that turned from evil. Right, and so turning from evil isn't just turning from evil ways and deeds and actions and and so forth. Although it is that, it's also turning away what you look at, so that it can no longer influence your internal reality. So, guys, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this is helpful for you. Um, appreciate you being on this journey with us, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Cheers.